Money FM 89.3. Best of the evening runway. Culture Club. Money FM 89.3. Good evening. It's the evening runway. I'm Elliot Danker. It is now time for a Culture Club Extra. In the studio with me is my guest host today, John Chua, who is the founder and managing director for Zendil Music Agency. John, welcome. And I suppose in a way, welcome back to Singapore because uh, you're in <laughs> town for a press conference today. You rushed yes. here after. Yes. So uh, I live in both cities now. I yeah. live in Kuala Lumpur and I live in Singapore as well. Yeah. My wife and I recently had a baby. So <laughs> we decided to um, live in two cities. So yeah. Kind of gotten used to it, actually. Yeah, I want to get your perspective on that in just a bit. But for you, a lot of people would know you as 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 part of the music group Sam Willows, and of course you transited. Uh, we had a conversation, I think, a couple of years back. Uh, that transition from a music maker to a music business owner. Yes. Yet you're still kind of a music maker as a, as, yes. a, as a producer. How do you find this balance? What's that transition like? The truth is, there is no balance. <laughs> you know, I think. Um, it's about doing what uh, feels right and what's necessary at what yeah. moments. You yeah. know, I think there are days where I feel more creative, and there are days that I have to be able to crunch the numbers. Right. You know, and I think um, I had to learn how to crunch numbers as well. Wow. You know, I think it wasn't something that came naturally to me, but you learn over time. Yeah. You know, and um, yeah, you know, I think it's uh, it's always a growing process. Yeah, it's about that adaptability as well. What is the most challenging aspect of running Zendil, of being in this music-making industry or music-business industry? We kind of touched a little bit off-air about generative AI and the challenges it's bringing. Yes. I I think um, the music industry moves very, very quickly. Yeah. You know, and there aren't a lot of... um, very loosely put, like there aren't a lot of rules. Okay. You know, so um, you have to be quick to adapt. Right. And, you know, once you kind of learn something and it becomes so called industry standard, something else comes along to, to change everything. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think the most important transition that you could see was the way that music was being con- uh, consumed. Mm. You know, you know, you went from like vinyls and then you had cassettes and then CDs and then now we're streaming. Yeah. You know, you, you the movement becomes very, very quick and uh, you got to learn everything all over again. Yeah. You know, one thing I really respect about people who've worked in music for very, very long is their ability to adapt to, to the new trends or the new product offerings in the market. But they tend to have a little bit more runway when it comes to adapting. Trends don't feel like trends anymore because things change so quickly now. Yep. I mean, we were speaking off air. My wife is in uh, digital marketing and she tells me, hey, this latest song came out because of TikTok. Yep. So it's trending now in all the radio stations are yep. playing it. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah, I think it goes back to the way that people consume content. Right. You know, and there will always be more and more platforms. There will always be uh, more and more different ways for people to consume, mm. you know, um, digital content. You know, yeah. I think that's yeah. become something that's very prominent now, you know, that holds a lot of value as well. Yeah. You know, we talk about data and we talk about online content, yeah. you know. So I think with music, it's just one aspect of it. You mm. know, like back then you would consume music in the form of music videos from MTV for example I grew up with that yeah Uh, Yeah. a lot of us grew up with that you know but now you know you might not even be able to know that oh this particular song has this music video Mm. you know that connection is not really there and then you go back to the creators themselves and they ask the question or the labels will ask the question is it even necessary to create a music video and and spend all this money and all this effort to to build that level of creativity to tell the story of that song you know when I could possibly get more returns 
from posting a, a dance video on TikTok, for example. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I think that balance between art and commerce is increasingly more tensed now, you know, where obviously for the art, the sake of the art, you want to be able to present everything in its purest form yeah. or in its finest form. Whereas sometimes the commerce might not necessarily make sense in today's age. Yeah. You know, so that struggle is always present. Yeah. And, and speed is so important these days. I remember back in the late 2008s, 2009s, I was doing music for a pop radio station and we'd always get a preview via what they call uh, lyrics videos on YouTube before the music videos yeah. come out. Now, all of that doesn't seem relevant anymore. Yeah, you just got to get that, that hook. So, funny story. Um, yeah. When it comes to lyric videos back in the past, <laughs> you know, I remember we actually had to type the lyrics and manually time the lyrics time. Yeah. Um, in such a way. Yeah. Whereas now with generative AI technology, you got text-to-speech, you yeah. got captions creation, and literally these text creation happens in two to three minutes, mm. you know, less than that, you know. So, it's definitely changed, yeah. you know, but I, I'm very appreciative of the process of how we went from there to what it is today. And I also have an appreciation of the technological advances that is what it is today, you yeah. know, and it makes life a lot easier. Yeah. So you're, you are able to move faster given the tools that are given to you. Yeah, today. I've always thought of you as, as more than just a musician because you're quite open in the conversations that we've had to all these technological advancements. How does that give you as in Zendil Music, the edge in this highly competitive industry. <laughs> yeah. I think with, with Zendil, is, is we're, we're not afraid to be different. Yeah. You know, and we're not afraid to, to work with anybody. You've got a lot of partnerships. I, yes, I yeah, we, we yeah. have a lot of yeah. partnerships. You know, we are very willing to collaborate. We're yeah. very willing to work with all sorts of different companies or or collectives. You know, okay. whether you know it might not necessarily you might not necessarily think it's related. Like mm. we recently did a campaign for Singapore Kindness Movement. Okay, okay. You know, and did the music video. We produced the music. You know, we we planned everything. You mm. know, and we wanted to give them our best. You know, because I remember the Singapore Kindness Movement very fond growing up you courtesy know, Lion the, courtesy Lion yeah. and everything yeah. and I mean back then you know it was a certain perspective of it right. and you know to be able to help them create their vision you know I think uh, with Zendo that's what we do yeah. so we work with everything from um, non-profit foundations all the way up to luxury brands mm. you know all the way to having our own festivals you know the work is very diverse mm. but I think that's the thing that keeps us I guess excited yeah. and informed and willing to be able to do more yeah, yeah. a good repertoire as they say yeah. in music <laughs> Sure. So you're a dad now. Um, yes. And yeah, how how does parenthood change things? I mean, you mentioned at the start of this conversation that you recently became a dad and you and your wife Amanda decided to move to KL, but you toggle between two cities. Yes. So we decided to shuttle and live in two cities is what I, I actually read this. I, I read this article about yeah. bi-city living. So it's okay. not very common in, I guess, South. It's not in common in Singapore because we're so a small, yeah. country, yeah. A, a state, and a city in yeah. itself. Yeah. But you know, by city living is, is common in, for example, if you if you work in New York City and then you live in I don't know the Hamptons or something sure. like that. Sure. You know, and you're willing to do that anywhere from one and a half hours to eight hour commute. Mm. You know, uh, weekly. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I mean, I saw a trend on 
TikTok as well, you know, of people posting videos of their Bay City living, yep. you know, and it kind of inspired my wife and I because Amanda's from KL itself, okay. you know, and I've been traveling back and forth for the last five to six years. So mm. it, the, the city also feels like a second home to me. Mm. So we were like, instead of having a first and second home, why not we have two um, first homes, Yeah, you know, and it kind of refreshes us a lot, yeah. you know, um, the traveling and the commute can be a little bit tiring, but I wouldn't say it is something that I would not want to do. Just a bit of planning, time management, you figure it yeah. out. You come to Singapore, yeah. fast pace, go there, slow down yeah. a bit. And I mean, I have there. the luxury yeah. because I've opened, I opened uh, an office in Malaysia That's as right. well. Yeah. You yeah. know, so my wife and I, my wife also does work in Malaysia. Okay. So, you know, having that ability to pick the, the kind of work and plan our schedules ahead of time, you know, and having that balance, you know, right. I think we're very fortunate in that sense. You know, I mean, I count my blessings to be able to do that, yeah. you know, and I think it's also almost the future of work as well because okay. I do have clients who work in, in MNCs yeah. and they have that arrangement. Yeah. You know, they spend Fridays to Mondays in Kuala Lumpur mm. and Tuesdays to Thursdays in Singapore. Yeah. You know, because they, they run region, regional offices. You know, so they're handling two different teams. Yeah. And there's a lot to learn. You know, I think I learn a lot in KL. Yeah. You know, and I do learn a lot here in Singapore as well. And I realize it's very same, same, but different. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's that term, right? I mean, I, I tried to get you and Amanda as, as guest hosts and uh, through a bit of conversation, realized how challenging that was going to be. And then I realized, wait, so you are in somewhat a, a not a fixed timetable. She is an artist herself, same thing. You got a kid as well. How, how do you manage the dynamics? <laughs> For one, um, we, we try not to work Sundays. I think okay. Sundays we've decided that it's family day. Okay. You know, okay. that um, the opportunity cost, it's, we're willing to let things go. All right. You know, that we don't need to do everything. We don't have to be at everything. We don't have to necessarily say yes to everything. Mm-hmm. And that includes social events. Sure. You know, so we, we try to keep it for family. And then I think, yeah, you know, we try to spend as much time as possible with our son. You know, I mean, he's so young. He's only yeah. four months old. Yeah, yeah. And, and Amanda just got back to work uh, in the last month. Yeah. You know, and I think for her, you know, I mean, she's a champion. You yeah, know, yeah. I think after becoming a parent, you know, you realize that, yeah, you know, as a husband, you, you, your work, your life is a little bit difficult, but for the mother, oh, you know, it's, it's 10 times of worse. Of course. Everything, yeah. all foundations start from there, right? Yeah. For the kid, for even as, as husbands, we have to be grateful yeah. to our wives for, for, for giving us that foundation. Uh, just a quick one. Um, do you think, I mean, you, you talked about making that choice to not turn up for events and, and stuff like that. Do you think it's, it's also because you live in two cities that, that you have taken back that choice because you know in Singapore yeah. it's kind of like if I don't if I if I don't post on social media oh no I miss out yeah. on my audience you know that sort of thing I, I think going beyond social media I mean I love my friends you know I do love my <laughs> friends but sometimes you you just want to be able to say no and not have to feel bad about it yeah you know and I think that's an advantage in living in two cities <laughs> you know like for example if there are family events in KL that I want to avoid yeah. but, oh no I'm, I'm going to be in Singapore and were you really in Singapore you know, Let's then not. I will no, make sure that I'm in Singapore. Maybe I'm here right now because okay. I don't want to be there. You, know? you never know. Well, uh, I learned something, a new yes. tactic to try. I've been speaking with uh, John Trout, founder and managing director for Zendale Music Agency. We'll continue to get to know John a little bit later on. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.